On September 14th, there were some coordinated strikes that hit one of Saudi Arabia's crucial oil facilities, which put half of the country's oil capacity at risk, which is equivalent to about 5 million barrels. It's actually 5.7 million. Um, And the loss of 5.7 million barrels of Saudi crude production represents the largest such disruption on record, according to some figures from the Paris-based International Energy Agency. So there's definitely some uncertainty about the origination of the attack, and that's not what really what we're going to get into here. Um, but the global oil industry had no uncertainty that this would cause ripples. It would create ripples in the overall global economy. And they were right. U.S. oil futures spiked 14.7%, the biggest jump since early 2009. Gasoline futures spiked 13 per on that on our credit card bill over the last few days. So to gauge the lasting impact of an oil disruption like this, we wanted to chat with an expert. So we've got Professor Bud Weinstein. He's the Associate Director of Energy Institute at Southern Methodist University, our very own SMU here in Dallas. Professor Weinstein, great to have you on. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am great. Thank you so much for joining us and giving us some time to break this down. So when the news broke, I know you're plugged into this industry, obviously. What was the resounding reaction from oil um, and gasoline professionals? I think the professionals were fairly sanguine in the sense that, yes, uh, we lost 6% of global oil supply. But from the get-go, the belief was this would be a short-term disruption. And indeed, it's proved to be so. As you mentioned, there was a huge jump in oil and gasoline futures prices on Monday. But yesterday, about half of that gain was given back. The Saudis said that they would get most of their production back on stream by the end of the week, and by the end of the month, it'd be back to full capacity. So I think, yes, it was a significant withdrawal, but the impact is going to be fairly minimal. Yeah, and I mean, I guess it at least shows some general confidence in the global oil industry's ability to react to these short-term disruptions and to be able to solve those issues quickly, which, you know, I'm sure is kind of forced to be built into the infrastructure of this uh, of this industry because if you allow these disruptions to linger for too long that could create lasting effects on the industry well there's a big difference if this had happened 20 years ago futures would have jumped 25 or 30 percent we would have seen you know 20 30 dollar barrel increase in oil prices the big difference today as compared to 15 or 20 years ago, is that the United States has become the world's largest oil-producing country. Hmm. So we are the buffer. And because we've become so dominant in oil production, and because we're now exporting 3 million barrels a day, right. that has a calming effect on the markets. So when you have disruptions, like we saw in Saudi, or a couple of tankers are attacked in the Strait of Hormuz, it doesn't have the same effect on oil prices as it would have been the case in the past. So the kind of disruption that would really be causing some sweat would be if we saw something happen in the Permian Basin, is, is what you're saying? No, what I'm saying is the Permian Basin, you know, has a tremendous amount of excess capacity that could be brought online. Right, exactly. If needed. We also have 600 million barrels stored in our strategic petroleum reserve. The Saudis have a reserve. The Europeans have a petroleum reserve as well. So there are lots of stocks available, and I think the market is looking at all these stocks, and that's why prices have dropped considerably. I think the real danger is 
further escalation. If we have a shooting war in the Middle East, if the Saudis you know, retaliate against the Iranians, let's say, and the Iranians block the Strait of Hormuz, that's a totally different story. And right. we would see a significant increase in prices that would be sustainable. I mean, do you think that the possibility of an escalation like that um, is forcing conversations, at least maybe with diplomats in the United States, to have a, a more um, diplomatic approach to, to try to quell uh, some of that unrest and uncertainty? Oh, absolutely. I'm sure there's a lot of diplomatic activity occurring behind the scenes to prevent an escalation of this dust-up. But we're talking about a part of the world that has been politically and economically unstable for a long, long time. And the big change, as I said before, is that with the U.S. now becoming a major play in, player in global oil markets, the Middle East still matters, but it doesn't matter as much as it used to in terms of oil production and oil prices. The Saudis are now the number two oil-producing country in the world. Right. Right now, for the last couple of years, we've been number one. Right now, because of some Saudi production is offline, we're the number one exporter. So that just changes the market, and it changes the dynamic, and it takes away a lot of the uncertainty that we used to see in the past. For sure. So last question for you here. I mean, yeah, obviously you said it yourself, unrest in the Middle East has been going on for a long time, and honestly it seems kind of endless. Um, but on top of all that, Oil producers are also having to deal with consistent tropical storms. I mean, totally different issue, right? But um, these tropical storms, we had someone on our podcast to talk about this um, during the most recent hurricane. These hurricanes could potentially damage oil rigs, and that can cause some fluctuations in prices and just in general uh, global oil production. Of those two, that's true. Um, of those yeah, that, two, that's does, true. We've yeah. we've seen that we've seen that in the past, but here again, the disruptions are fairly short term. Right. Exactly. Remember several years ago. We had Hurricane Harvey. It kind of disrupted the infrastructure along the Texas-Louisiana Gulf Coast. We saw a spike in gasoline prices. But a couple weeks later, everything was pretty much back to normal. Another thing that's important to keep in mind is that we may have seen a 20-cent increase in average prices per gallon of gasoline over the weekend, but prices are still lower than they were a year ago. Mm. Right, exactly. And, I mean, like like you said, they are relatively short-term disruptions. Um, so, I mean, yeah, basically what you're saying here is that though these are uh, important things to be taking into account, uh, they are not the kind of large-scale disruptions that the whole global oil industry should totally be worried about. However, is there something that you think is more pressing to global oil stabi uh, stability or just the market in general um, that you think global oil producers should be keeping an eye on? Well, the number one issue facing global oil producers is uh, the environmental movement, and in particular, pushback from environmentalists who are arguing that fossil fuels are destroying the planet. We've got to get off of oil and natural gas and coal as soon as possible. We've got to keep it in the ground. That's the number one concern of oil and gas producers, particularly in the United States, but increasingly around the world. Yeah. Well, at least as our um, election here coming up continues to ramp up and some of these conversations uh, maybe become a little more timely, we will definitely have you back on to chat on them because I agree that definitely could be an existential threat to the uh, global oil industry. So 
We will have you back on well, again it's soon. it's certainly going to be an issue, and it'll be an issue in the presidential campaign, that's yes. for sure. Yes, it absolutely, absolutely will. All right, Professor Weinstein, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure chatting. Anytime. This was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern, your B2B morning radio show. Tune in Wednesdays and Fridays at 8 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com slash industries. Do you need more video content for your website and marketing channels? Want to create your own company podcast? MarketScale partners with companies to create the B2B content they need. Ask us how today.